Pauline actually forced me to start teaching yoga. She like dragged me to teacher training and she would like drag me to her studio and then I would lock her out. I would make her sit in her car and I would go upstairs and I would teach yoga. And I was terrible. I really was terrible. And son, I'm not joking. When I had like my lines of what I was going to say on a piece of paper and I would like read from them, but my classes were full. everyone to authentic as fuck podcast we have this is episode seven and we have our second guest uh her name is leandra antinuti and she is a yoga teacher as well as coach community builder um she had her career leading baptiste yoga programs um for 10 years and here she is Hey, hey everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me, son. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Can you start out with like a um, quick like intro? You have your, I know you have your story on your website, but maybe it's such a great story. Mm. So can you kind of like uh, give us that story? <laughs> sure. I um, So I've spent the last... 10 years or so in yoga. I'll start off by saying that. And it, I want to start off by saying that because it actually ties into the conversation that we're going to have today. And so I started off first by teaching yoga, Mm -hmm. becoming a yoga teacher. And then I transitioned to opening up a yoga studio, had that studio for a couple of years. And then I transitioned into what I call yoga corporate, working for the Baptist Institute, developing and really growing the brand of Baptiste Yoga out in the world, training yoga teachers, producing programs, sourcing community. And then I transitioned into owning my own business, becoming an entrepreneur and creating a digital platform that I would say sources. I love community. Community is so important to me. And why I'm excited to have this conversation with you, son, is because anything that I've done in my life that I'm proud of, that's I've you know has been the biggest accomplishment for me has been community and community has really been the thread and the heartbeat of the past 10 years of my life. And I actually started off first working for Lululemon and I was an educator at Lululemon and then transitioned to being on the community team. And I, that's where I really got like, wow, I, I love community. And what I did on the community team there was I would, find local athletes in the community who had fitness studios or yoga studios. And um, I would support them and I would support them on behalf of Lululemon in growing their community. And that's actually how I then came across Pauline and Kinley, who are the co-founders of Power Yoga Canada. And I met them. I didn't like yoga. I actually didn't want anything to do with yoga, but I love these two women. And from working at Lululemon, I really... Power Yoga Canada was just about to open the first Baptiste studio in Canada. And they're like, can you help me? And I said, yes, I don't know anything to do about yoga. But one thing I know I'm great at is actually sourcing community. And so I helped them and attended and um, really co-created community with them at Power Yoga Canada. And then I was at Lululemon, I think for about five or five or so years and then realized, wait a second, I am craving creating my own community. And so Pauline had called me and said, Hey, Leandra, do you want to open up the very first Power Yoga Canada affiliate? 
And my initial reaction was like, are you nuts? I don't even like yoga. Like I actually don't even like yoga. And I just attend your classes and I just hang around you because I love community, but I actually don't want to teach it. And I like hung up the phone. I'll never forget. And I remember calling my best friend being like, can you believe what Pauline just asked me? And then I um, like stopped dead in my tracks for a second. I was like, wait a second. You could do this and create your own community. You don't have to teach yoga. You could teach yoga if you wanted to, or you could just open up a studio and create community because you love it and you're passionate. Were you teaching by then or you weren't teaching? Was I teaching? I was teaching, but not, I wasn't very good and actually didn't even really enjoy it. And I would go to, Pauline actually forced me to start teaching yoga. She like dragged me to teacher training and she would like drag me to her studio and then I would lock her out. I would make her sit in her car and I would go upstairs and I would teach yoga. And I was terrible. I really was terrible. And son, I'm not joking. When I had like my lines of what I was going to say on a piece of paper and I would like read from them, but my classes were full. My classes were full and people were coming. And I'm like, well, at that time, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, know why because i'm it's active. like so it, it's it's not what you were doing in the class mm-hmm. it was what's what you were doing outside the class that was i'll say this it's not what i was doing it's who i was being and mm-hmm. that's the source of community Got it. period so it wasn't that like yeah i was a bad yoga teacher because that's what i was doing mm-hmm. it actually who i was being drew people to me source mm-hmm. community people just wanted to be there because of how I was showing up. It wasn't what I was doing. It wasn't the words that so were coming out of my mouth. We'll go, we'll go more into being a little later, but you want to mm-hmm. kind of finish your story? Yeah, first. <laughs> yeah I do. So then, um, so anyways, I called Pauline back and I said, yes, I'm in. Let's do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to run a business, but I know how to create community. So let's do it. And I was in university at the time. And so, we did it. I had two partners at the time and um, I called everyone I knew, literally. I have a ginormous family. I had a huge network of friends. I pulled everyone together and I truly believe that they were the foundation of Pari Yoga Canada Etobicoke. They supported me. They showed up for me. And from there, it was just like, whoa, what, what's happening at that studio? Something's happening. I think our first day we had 80 some 80, around 80 people that showed up. And that was the slowest day ever at the studio. People, oh, wow. And we just opened <laughs> and um, we just exploded, blossomed, but it was out of community. And then I had that and the community was thriving. It was amazing. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready for something. I'm ready for something else. And so I sold my shares in the studio and then I transitioned to the Baptist Institute where it's full of community. And I was able to take the practice of community and really bring it to a global level, you know, traveling internationally, leading programs internationally. Um, And I love that. And then I, then, you know, when the pandemic. How did that happen? Like, so how did you go from uh, teaching at your own studio Mm -hmm. to teaching at Baptist? So were you teaching in your own studio at the same time while you were teaching in Baptiste? I, I start, so I, when I was teaching at my own studio, I started to assist some programs for the Institute. 
And I was like, oh, you know, there's there's something cool that's getting created here. You know, I, you know, I love this. I love the community aspect of it. And so for a while, I think about my final year in the studio, I was doing both. I was both there and then traveling a lot and assisting programs for the Institute. And then I made a decision to transition full time to the Institute. Got it, got it. And then did that for a number of years and loved it. And then in March or April or, you know, this spring was like, you know what? Mm. Wow. Now it's, I was craving that need of, um, or that feeling of creating something on my own. Mm. You know, I felt like I have just spent so much time in um, building other people's Mm. communities Mm. and I loved it. And actually don't regret it. I loved it so much. And now I was like, wait a second. I want to go back to that feeling of like creating, creating my own and being the source of it on my own. And I remember when I would tell people, because I first started teaching online for Power Yoga Canada and my classes were huge, mm-hmm. you know, 500, my first class had over 500 people in it. Mm-hmm. And um, I, taught I remember Power, that. Yeah, I taught I there. Power Yoga Canada online <laughs> for a couple months. And then I was like, you know what? I, yeah, I had that craving of wanting to be the source of it again and start from the ground up and really, you know, um, create community. And I remember people saying to me, well, why would you do that? Like you're getting so much exposure working for Power Yoga Canada. You're getting so much exposure. Why would you do that? And I remember thinking about, it's actually not about exposure. I actually don't care to be the popular yoga teacher. I actually don't care to say that I had 500 people in my class, although I'm proud of that. What I care about and what means everything to me is community and I'm going to do it. And if I have to do it one person at a time, I'll do it. But my commitment is on community. My commitment isn't teaching 500 people in every single class. No. And so then I made the decision and I'm still a part of the Power Yoga Canada community. I'm like, that community is home to me. It really is. It's where everything started for me. It's where you started. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pauline and Kenley are my teachers, mentors, family, best friends. I just love and adore them. Um, but now, and what's exciting to me is that our communities, what I'm creating online and what PYC is creating online, we can come together. We can, um, yeah, there's like a partnership also, but I'm the source of creating something on my own, which is inspiring to me. I always had that entrepreneurial side of me that, um, yeah, I got started when I opened up the studio and I'm excited to really tap back into that. I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I, I, hope I remember them all. <laughs> and I'll just so say let's... anything that I'm speaking to about community or just anything I'm sharing really isn't the right way. You know, mm-hmm. there's really no right way. And it's the way that's worked for me. No, it's, I'm strictly it. sharing from my own experience today. That's kind of like with everything, right? Everybody always asks me, like, how do I do this? How, how should I do that? And they ask me for advice. And a lot of times it's like, just because it worked for me, it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. I've taken a lot of advice from people that say, oh, you should always do this or you should never do that. Like, best practice this and that. And so many times I've regretted not just listening to my gut, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it didn't work out. So. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different, right? Everyone's different. Right, so I'm going to try to remember all these questions. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back to early years. Um, mm-hmm. Did you already, have you always been about building community even when you were young, like before you started working at Lululemon? Or is that something you learned? 
or you know that's a good question what i knew and i didn't have it as community back then but what i knew is i loved people and what i knew is that my family my friends are and were so important to me and so that that's what i knew and so no matter if it was the person at the grocery store no matter if it was, yeah, my friends or gathering my friends together. I just knew that I loved people. I, even my teachers in school, like my mom used to call me the teacher's pet. Cause I just, I just loved people. I didn't care who they were. I didn't care if they were older or younger. I didn't care what their experience was. I just knew that I loved people. And, um, yeah, that's what I'd say. I knew son. I loved people. I loved bringing people together. And then from there, you know, community happened. But you've also, like when you were working as a community leader at Lululemon, working at Power Yoga Canada, and even at uh, Baptiste, like you must have learned some, there must be a set of skills that you can learn to build community, right? Because mm-hmm. sure. um, I remember when I went to level one in Baptiste, like feeling so welcome. Like the, the first day I met you, you were like, son, you give me a hug. Throughout the, like, even from day one, everybody, all the facilitators knew my name. They're like, hi, like every morning, they'd be like, good morning, son. And, and it just felt, I felt so welcome. I felt so seen, so heard. And it wasn't until next year when I went to, when I was on the other side of like part of the team, facilitating the program, that none of that was by accident. It was all intentional, right? Yeah. There must be some, set of things you've learned like because me by nature i'm not a i'm not really i wouldn't call myself a people person by nature Mm -hmm. um and there are a lot of people like that right they're just cynical they they hate the world (laughs) they don't like people can these people still become community builders you know yeah i think um so first of all i think when we think of community we often think of or the automatic thought is like masses amount of people And yeah, that's one type of community, but there's another community that exists of two people, three people, four people. And so I truly believe anyone sources community. If you can, well, let me back up for a second. If you can be kind, if you know how to talk to another human being, you can source community. Anyone can. And sure, it may, it may be two other people, like I said, three other people. And that may be great for people and that's maybe what the type of community that people want and that's okay community doesn't always have to be like masses and masses amount of people although that is one option too and so yeah i truly believe that anyone has the power if they're open and willing to create community in whichever way that looks and feels like for them yeah i think you just made all the introverts happy because that's how introverts are they, they like talking to like just few small groups, yeah. but they don't like big. But what I notice is that when I start doing that, it attracts other people like that. Exactly. And it gets, at some point it just grows anyway. Exactly. Yeah, exa- exactly. And that's where I say like, it just starts with one person, you know, get with one person, create something, inspire them, do something really amazing with that one person. And then the, the word's going to spread That's and then it will grow and grow and grow That's and expand out from there. But you can create something phenomenal with 
one, two other people and have that be your community. I believe that. I love it. So what are some of the things when you first started? Because when you worked at Lululemon, you were like 19 years old, right? Oh my God, I was 16. <laughs> I was like the youngest employee, didn't have a resume, like cried in my interview. I was such a baby. <laughs> yeah, I, I, was, I was 16. I was in high school when That's they hired awesome. me. So when you worked there, you, when you worked in the community team, mm-hmm. like what are some of the things that you, because that, that must be like the first time you, you were exposed to that, right? Yeah. What are some of the things you learned there? You know, the one of the things that I that I learned there was inviting people. You know, because so the, let's just say Pauline had her studio. Pauline and Kinley had their studio, and then my job was to invite people to invite people to go there. And so that's where I think I first had my initial. You know, my toes were in the water. In um like powerfully inviting people to something. And so what my job would then be as as I would work at Lululemon on the floor, as I was, you know, educating guests and finding out, you know, what shirt or pair of pants worked for them or what they did, how they move their body to stay active. And if someone said, well, I do yoga, I would say, oh my gosh, do you know that there's this brand new, amazing studio that actually just opened in Mississauga called Power Yoga Canada. And it's located here in their... So that's what I really got from Lululemon or my, I don't know if I learned that there, but that's mm. where I started to develop the skill of, of invitation and enrollment happened at Lululemon and inviting guests on the floor to then all these phenomenal ambassadors and athletes in our community who were hosting events and classes. Mm-hmm. So that's where it, it initially really started and got created there. Yeah. So I noticed that I love that you were used the word invite because because essentially it's the same thing when like yoga studios or uh, people who have courses or workshops or whatnot try to enroll people, right? They, they use the word enrollment, right? Mm-hmm. Or like registration, regist- register people. And a lot of people that I talk to feel very guilty. They feel bad about trying to tell people to enroll or register, right? Yeah. You use the word invite. And I saw kind of when we were at Global Summit, Summit, when you were promoting like the Toronto level one, I saw that, right? Like I saw you, how excited you got about inviting people to that. And I remember that, I think that first day we got like 20 people registering or something like that. I was like blown away, right? And, and I knew you were like really, really good, great at that. So yeah, what, what's, what's an advice you have for people who feel that way? They feel like, they're too salesy or you know yeah let me tell you the gold Mm -hmm. when you truly believe what you have to offer will make a difference for another it will no longer come Mm -hmm. off as selling I don't ever Mm. have it that I'm selling my membership I don't ever have it that I was selling anything my because my attention isn't on how much money is in my bank account how many members have I have? I know that if for a second, if I get caught up in how many members do I have? I, um, yeah, I've lost my way. I'm off track for a moment. I have to stop reset and say, wait a second, this isn't about getting 500 members. Although that may be a result of what I'm doing, but my attention is solely on inspiring people and making a difference for people in their life from the product that I'm offering, from the community that I'm offering. 
And that's what I would say is um, that would be the advice that I offer to anyone shift from dollars shift from I'm selling because it's actually not sell selling. You are giving people the best gift that you have, you know, that truly that's going, you have to believe in what you offer. You have to believe in what you do and that it will, if it, you don't believe in it, why are you doing it? If you're doing it for the money, you're in my opinion, doing it for the wrong reason. Cause it, it still creeps up there, right? Like for me, once I start making money, <laughs> that kind of, and then I have to, like you said, I have to remind myself, you know, ground myself, whether through meditation, whatever it is, you just have to get back to the, the real of, why. Of course. And I'm saying don't complete, what I'm not saying is don't completely forget about the dollars, the goals, because that's important, right? It is important. But what I'm saying is don't let that drive you. Don't let that be the driver of what you're offering and what you're doing. Don't let how many members do I have? How many members do I want? How much money is in my bank account? Drive what I say, what I do, what I offer, who I am and how I show up. But That's it absolutely is. Yeah, it's important. And I, yeah, it's important to know how many members you have, right? Those facts of the business, <laughs> you, you want to know that information, but just don't let it drive you. Yeah, don't, don't go too far the other way. <laughs> yeah. And if you do, it's okay, right? It's, you're a human being. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, people love money in their bank account. You know, so do I. Yeah. And though, just stop, reset, and it's just a moment of whatever that practice is for you. If it's meditation or just sitting still or going on a walk or moving your body or whatever it may be to reset, realign to wait, why did I, why did I start this in the first place? You know, and really investing and believing in what you offer. I love that about you, like how you say, and if, if you go the other way, it's okay because, you know, you, you give everybody always the option. Like when I go to your class, you push me to get better. But then again, you know, it's okay if, if you know, you're not forcing me, whereas in some like some gyms or trainers would like, you know, like for like yell at you and like force you to do it, which some people need. But I, I think you do it in such a inspiring way that I don't feel like you're pushing me. I feel like you're inspiring me to push myself, mm. which is like a completely different thing. Yeah. And for somebody like me who hates like authority, like I hate being told what to do. Like that's what exactly what I need. And there's a lot of people like that. Oh, thank you. You know, it's um. I'll always, always invite people to rise up. I'll always, I'll always invite them to the next level. That invitation will always be there. One thing that's important to me in building community is seeing what's possible in people, mm -hmm. even if they don't see it in themselves. So standing for and really believing in what I see is possible for you, son, even if you don't even think that's like in the realm of, possibility if you're like there is no way well i'm not going to get caught up in that story i'm going to keep standing for what i actually see as possible for you but then i'm going to hold space and allow you to discover it for yourself and i'm going to keep inviting you up and stepping up and i'm going to keep inviting you into it and to lean into it and but you'll always feel like you have the choice you have the choice and now may not be the time and that's okay right that now might not be the time. And then it will be the time, but I'll always be there holding space for you and standing for the, your greatest, brightest possibility for everyone. That's so good. 
Because that's the one part that most people don't do. They're like, they'll try to inspire or whatever, and it doesn't work. And then they give up mm. and they don't do it anymore. Right. And then that person just kind of falls off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter what, you just stand for them. And what I'll offer is that you hold that possibility for every single person that comes into your business. Mm. Whether, you know, we always, human beings have this like automatic filter. It, it just is, right? You meet someone and you have this automatic thought or judgment about the person. It's just anything. You see like a food, impression. you know, like you see something on TV and you always have this automatic thought of like, oh, you know, like I like that or I don't like that or that, you know, whatever it may be. But my point about all that is no matter that thought, you have to be willing to get that thought out of the way and really come from this clear, clean, um, like this empty space. And then no matter who it is that shows up in front of me, I'm going to stand for that possibility for them, no matter their life circumstance, no matter, right? No matter if someone comes into my class and they're 75, 85, or 16, or 40, have two legs, or one leg, or in a wheelchair, I'm going to stand for that possibility for every single person. But as me, as teacher there, as leader there, I have to be willing to get everything out of my way of like, well, they can't do that, or wait, their body might be too tight, or what would happen if like an 80-something-year-old, no, get that out of the way, okay. clear yourself, be empty, and then for every single person, and I truly mean it, no matter their life circumstance, no matter anything, hold the same possibility for every single person and invite them in. Let them know that they're invited. Even if you think this is my, my favorite thing is getting people invited that, um, that are like, I'll never do that. Oh, you're my people. I love <laughs> those type of people. Oh yeah. Let, let me just, and never in a forceful way, but those are the people that I'm like, okay, how do I get this person I'll feel a win when I feel like I can include, when this person feels like they're included, when they, this person feels like they're ready to join the community. Because there's always a low-hanging fruit, right? The low-hanging fruit of people that are just naturally going to be a part of your community. Mm -hmm. But how do I create something where everyone, yeah. everyone truly wants to be a part of? And um, one thing I'll say about that is no matter how many times people say no, don't give up on them and don't do it in a forceful way of like, well, can you come this Sunday or can you come this Sunday? Just please just oh. I'm, don't suffocate them, but let them know they're always invited to join what you're offering. No matter what, even if they say no to you 10 times, let them know that on the 11th time, if they decide that, yeah, I actually want to be a part of it, that they're still welcome and they're invited to join what you have, what you're creating never let anyone be in the experience of like, I'm not invited. I'm not wanted there. No, I love it. That, like, That's, that you actually gave me like a, you gave me like a little epiphany because like, I'm the type of person that's like, Oh, you don't want to fight, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. you don't like what I have to say. Like, I, I have that very kind of like, um, you know, I'm, I'm attract, I'm going to attract the people that are, that are attracted to what I'm saying. Right. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't like it, you know, you're not my people. Right. But what you're actually saying is the way to build community is welcome everyone. Mm -hmm. Even the people that say, son, I don't like what you're saying. 
because one day it, you might inspire them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't never sit thought down of on people. Yeah. You know, don't sit down on people in your community. Actually, my yoga class today is um, about that sitting down on yourself, but don't sit down on people in your community. And don't sit down on other people. And you have to, one way, son, that I've realized for myself and how I can't sit down on other people is um, to get your ego out of the way, to get my ego out of the way. And if someone says like, no, the membership isn't for me right now, or like, no, Sunday class isn't for me, I have to do the work of saying, well, that doesn't mean I'm a bad teacher. It doesn't mean what I'm creating isn't any good. It doesn't mean that I'm like failing as a leader. It just means that it's not the right time for them. And I'm still going to love them. And I'm still going to invite them. And I'm still going to treat them as if they were a member. Even if they're not paying me $12 a month, I'm still going to be with them and interact with them and engage with them the exact same way as if they were paying me $12 a month, because it's not about it's not about the $12. Yeah. It's about my interaction with that one person. Yeah. And, um, and so that's really important. It's something that I've learned is to get your ego out of the way. Yeah. Stop. And it's, it's hard. Otherwise you're, you're coming like right away judging or like, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah. And the truth is what we have, what I have to offer isn't for everyone. Even if I stand for it and, my intention is to create it for everyone. It's not for everyone. Everyone's not going to love my yoga classes. Everyone's not going to love practicing yoga online. You know, no matter, not everyone's going to love it. And that's okay, right? I have to be okay with that. I have to have enough confidence in myself to know that that's, that's okay. And it, keep going, just keep doing, keep going, keep inviting. And don't sit down on that person or don't judge that person or make wrong just because it's not for them. Because it may be in six months from now, and it may never be. But can you still love them and support them and inspire them yeah. from where they are in their life? And it kind of goes back to like <clears throat> before when we were talking about enrollment. Because yeah. before you said that, don't think of it as like we're like money is not even like what you're thinking of when you're inviting people, mm-hmm. and that that's kind of the aha moment I had when I, I used to sell before for other companies mm-hmm. and I just wasn't proud of what I'm, what I was selling. And mm-hmm. I felt guilty. I felt like salesy. I felt all of that. But then when I started night owl and I started selling on my own service that completely shifted, like yeah. I was so proud of what I was selling. Like I was like, you don't hire me. You go somewhere else you're losing out. Like I'm trying to help you here. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think when you have that mentality, cause I see a lot of people create courses, create workshops, whatever yoga teachers, whatever, rather than working on actually making their product the best, what they do is they try to focus on the marketing of it. How do I get more people to register? Mm-hmm. Right. But the truth is you first, you have to be hundred percent proud of proud of what you're selling that this believe in your heart that this is going to change people's lives. And the only way you can do that is by keep improving your own class. Like when I talk to you, every time I talk to you, you're constantly think of thinking of ways to make your class better. You're constantly thinking of like how to improve whatever. Son, what, what, 
you know, I should, I should try this or I should do this. Like, what do you think about this? Right. Whereas in uh, most people I talk to, they're like, some, what can we get to like get more traffic <laughs> or <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think that's like a total mindset shift. Yeah, it's, it, that's exactly it, son. It's a shift in mindset. And it's, it's kind of like what we talked, talked about. It's a shift from, you know, what am I doing or, you know, what versus like, who am I? That's what I invite everyone to just stop for a minute. And no matter the community that you have in front of you, whether you, who are you being? Because your community is a direct reflection on who you're being. And if you're wanting 600 people or no matter your goal is, I love that idea, right? Like my goal was to have, is to have actually 500 people, you know, but in a couple months. And so I have to look at, okay, who do I need to be? Right. Who do I need to be to actually fulfill on my goal? What are the things that I need to, yeah. Wh- who do, who do I need to be for other people for that to happen? Not what do I need to do to get 500 people? You know, what are the actions I need to know? Who do I need to be as a leader, a source of community, a community connector, a yoga teacher to have my goals come to life? And I would just invite everyone to just stop that. And if things aren't working out for you, that's where you have an honest look at yourself and say, wait, yeah, what am I doing that's not getting me the result that I want in the community? And you have to be bluntly and completely honest with yourself of like, wow, you know, I'm not walking the talk or yeah, I'm actually not inviting to everyone. And yeah, I actually don't make people feel whatever it is, whatever it may be for you. I'm just making stuff up here, but have an honest look around what is my goal and then who do I need to, who do I need to be to make that happen and then yeah if I'm not getting the results that I want in my business and my community yeah what am I not doing that I need to start doing or do I need to shift and update and having a look like that yeah I mean it's the same like that really applies everywhere right even when you're in a okay. relationship like what do I have to do to get this person to love me right it's it's not it's really about who you have to be ah. <laughs> Right. It's not about buying flowers. Yeah. It's not about buying them the, a beautiful car. No. Yeah. Who do you need to be as a person that people want to be around you? That people feel like for me, what's important to me is that people feel welcome. They feel at home around me. They feel like they belong around me. You know, they feel like seen and acknowledged and appreciated. Those are all, um, qualities that are really important to me and I'm talking about every everyone and everywhere that's mm. that's what I'm up to creating and um yeah does it trust me I'm I don't always have moments of that right I <laughs> catch myself very frustrated and angry sometimes and I'm like oh wait wait a second mm. right this is this isn't who you want to be or who you say mm. you are this isn't who you say you are. And so something's got to shift here. You got to do something to realign, reset, to get back to who you say you are. But that's, that's, that's what I want. That's who I want to be for other son is really someone where they feel at home around me. You know, they truly feel a sense of belonging and that they feel welcome and they feel seen and acknowledged and appreciated no matter who they are. And, but the word home really, um, it's important to me. I love being home. There's something about home in a community that's like, um, or I just think of myself, there's like this, 
safety, comfortability, you know, like this ability to just be yourself, right? When you go home, I know for me, when I go home, I just have this ability to just completely show up as myself and be accepted. And there's like a safety in that. And that's how I want people to feel around me is to have that ability to just show up exactly as they are. And they don't need to pretend they're someone or something that they're not. They can just show up as they are. And actually that's perfect and beautiful. And that's how I want people to be around me. Yeah. And that once you say that this is who I want to be, I feel like every little decision you make from that point on is going to reflect yeah. that. Whereas yeah. in, if, if this is what I want to do, then each one of those decisions are kind of isolated, right? But mm-hmm. it makes like a fundamental shift that, okay, I, no, I shouldn't do this. I should do that because this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And though I really want to drive the point home, son, of it's okay if you get off track, right? It's okay <laughs> if you catch yourself and you're like, wait, here I am being an asshole right here. <laughs> you know, here I am actually judging this person and making this person uh, wrong because they just canceled my membership. Like, F you, you know, and <laughs> it's okay, right? Know that you're a human being, you're gonna do stuff like that. At least I haven't figured out mm-hmm. how to master that part of myself mm-hmm. yet. And so I really want to drive that home to people that it's, it's okay if you get off track. It's okay. But what's important is that you have a tool or a way to reset, to get back on track. And that what's even more important than that is that you have the awareness of it. Of like, oh no, okay, I'm going down a rabbit hole here. Or, oh no, this isn't who I want to be. And, and if you don't have that awareness, it's important to surround yourself with people who can hold you to account of like, Hey son, I just want to tell you right now that you're not acting consistent with who you say you want to be. And, um, you want those people around you. I want those people around me. I don't want those people around me that are always like, you're doing amazing. You're doing so good. There's nothing to change. No, I want the friend, the person that's going to sit there and say, Hey, Leandra, you're being an asshole. (laughs) <laughs> or no, you're, you're judging right now, or you're making the wrong decision. Oh, okay. Thank you. Like I, I want, I want those people in my life and I'm committed to surrounding myself with those people in my life because that's, they're going to be my reset. They're, they're the people that's going to hold me account, mm. account to who I say I am. Yeah. Cause I see that happening so often. Like I work with some big clients and once they get to a certain place, like everyone around them is just agreeing with them. Like, yes, 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 yes. Right. But I think, I think it's so important for you to like, you know, it doesn't matter what stage in your career or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's so important. You have like a friend that you trust that'll do that. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll check you or like even your parents. Right. And I also think that's why mentorship is so important. Right. Cause that's what a mentor is for. The mentor is there to like check you when you, when you fuck up, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, um, I only want to partner with people that are wanting to be held to account, mm-hmm. you know, and I, as I, I only want to partner with people who will hold me to account. But mm-hmm. what I see is that is if I'm partnering with people and they don't want to be held to account, it just doesn't work. It, mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't work. 
and I can try to make it work no matter how much I try to make it work. It just doesn't work. And so even when I'm coaching people, there's gotta be, we have a conversation around accountability and, um, and if people aren't coachable and aren't willing to be held to account, then I'm not willing to invest my time in it. It's just not going to work, you know, and I want them to be able to hold me to account and I want to hold them to account. And if there's not that partnership, well, then I, I, it's just something that I'm not interested right now investing my time in. Cause I think kind of accountability is everything. And I think to have a community, right? If I'm standing in my community and I say that I stand for X, Y, and Z, and I'm inviting my students and my community to be X, Y, and Z, and then here I am not acting consistent with that in yeah. any way. Yeah, there's a fracture. Yeah. There's, there's a So how do you fracture. have that conversation like okay. up front about accountability? Yeah. Yeah. Right when you said that, I was just thinking of this person I was talking to last week. And she was just not, everything I say, right? She was just like, yeah, but that's just not me. Blah, blah, blah. Like everything had like, so I can kind of, by the end of the call, I was kind of, it was clear to me that like, I cannot help this person <laughs> because she thinks she has everything right. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and, and I can clearly see that these are things that she needs to change. Mm -hmm. in order to be successful. Mm -hmm. So how do you have that conversation up front? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's funny. If I was having a conversation with outside of like a, mm -hmm. if I was just having a conversation, let's just say someone in my family, mm -hmm. you know, and they just don't want to be held to account or mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to engage in it. Like I know right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. You know, I can ask questions and poke around, but if I get the sense of like, Oh, they're just not willing to be held to yeah. account. I'm not going to engage in it. It just, yeah. I'll be polite about it, you know, and I'll just yeah. say, okay. And I'll change the subject. I'll talk about something else, but I'm not going to go, I'm not going to start trying to coach my family and fix my family and make wrong. <laughs> Cause I'm not just not going to do that. Yeah. Just, Cause they're your family. You're going to ruin your relationship. With yeah. Them. And I, I, I'm going to love them. Right. And no matter who it is, you know, I'm just saying my family, but it could be anyone in my life, you know? Um, and there's just people who don't want to be held accountable and that's okay. That's okay. All I'm saying is that, um, uh, we're, yeah, it's, it's, it just, is. <laughs> it just is. And uh, I don't necessarily want to engage in that okay. specific conversation with that person. If I know they're not willing to held account, maybe they're not the person that I want in my circle. What if they're paying you? for coaching. Yeah. So what I usually do, if, it, if it's like a paid client, we talk mm -hmm. about accountability at the front. So what is it, you know, that you really want? And then what are the things that start to show up for you when, you know, you get taken off, when you get taken out, when you feel, yeah, when you feel like when your back's up against the wall mm -hmm. and, um, and then I get to hear from them. What are the things they do? They either hide you know, maybe they avoid, they get defensive. You know, I kind of, yeah. I want to know what this person does when their back is up against the wall. Yeah. And then I, I will always ask for someone's permission. In that initial conversation, I'll always ask someone's permission to, okay, part of this is being held account. And so you're telling me that when your back's up against the wall, you hide, avoid, lie, and part of our, what we're up to here is accountability. Cause I want to hold, hold you to account of what's most important to you in your life. Mm -hmm. 
know the goals that you're setting up for yourself. And it's part of that is noticing when you're hiding, when you're lying, you know, when you're whatever it is, cheating or whatever, whatever it may be. And then do I have your permission? And the, when I see that happening to actually hold you to account and I, and I get their permission. And if it's not there, well, then I have to make the decision is, does, is this, cause that's in the initial conversation, but is this still, um, uh, client that I still want to move forward with because how can I help them you know get to where they want to be if they're not Mm. willing to be held to account Mm. and so I truly and nothing is worse than being like scolded you know there's sometimes accountability (laughs) can often be like scolded you're in trouble right it doesn't have to be that way it's just like hey wait hey son where Mm. did you go right now or hey Uh. son where are you you know like (laughs) do it in a way that's you know, inviting, that's enrolling, that's supportive and loving and kind. It doesn't have to be son, you know, like lecturing. And often we relate to accountability that way. And so I know for a lot of people, when they hear that word accountability, it's like, it's like an instant, the back goes up, like I'm in trouble. I know I have that, right? Like, oh no, I'm being held to account. But it's not that way. It's just like, hey, listen, you said this is important to you. You said this is where you want to go. And I'm seeing that you know, what you're doing or who you're being isn't going to line up and get you there. Mm. So what do we need to do right here? Mm -hmm. Stop, change, start, figure out in order to get Mm. you there. Because my job as coach is to support you in in getting you there. Mm. And so there's a way to do it. But my point of all this (laughs) is I'll always ask in that first conversation, Mm. I always ask for their permission. And if I don't have their permission, well, then I most likely won't move forward with them as a client because then I, I won't be able to successfully support them and get them where they mm. want to be. And so the short answer is I ask for their permission. Mm. I also, you also do it with a smile. Like you're, you're always smiling. You have this energy about you. So even when you're talking about accountability, like even before when you say, Hey, where did you go? Like, it's, it, I don't feel offended at all. I don't feel like negative at all. I'm, I, truly feel like you're trying to help me. Mm-hmm. And if I get that feeling that this person is truly trying to help me, it's not, cause I'm, I'm the opposite, like, or I, you know, in my company and stuff like that, I'll like make fun of them or like, <laughs> you know, like I'll judge them or whatever it is. And they immediately get defensive. And, it, and I've been in those situations before too, where people are like in the negative tone, tone like pointing out my flaws, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I guess I'm self-aware enough to know that, oh, yeah, that actually he's right, right? Like, <laughs> I am doing that. And I try to fix myself. But that's why that's so important. Because at the end of the day, these people, they know. They know what they're doing. It, deep inside, they know the answer. Everyone knows the answer. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to do it. Somebody needs to, like, give them the hard truth, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that, and most often, I'd say, clients hire me because they want to be held accountable. They know I'm going to stand for them in that way. And I always make it clear in that, that initial meeting that I am going to stand for them. All I don't offer advice. I, I'm not a coach that gives advice. I don't give my opinion. I'll ask questions. You know, I want to know what's important to you, where you want to be, what the result is that you want for yourself. And then I'll ask questions to get you there. 
but, and I'll hold you to account to get there, but I'm not going to tell you the way. And so most people, when they hire me, they, I'm very upfront and straight about how I coach and work with people. And, um, I would say majority of the people hire me because they actually want to be held account. Most people want to be held accounted to help held accountable in life. And if you don't, that's, that's okay. You know, trust me, there's times where I don't want to be held accountable. Like, wait a second, just, I don't want to be held, <laughs> held accountable right now. Let me just be, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, oh my gosh. You know, where it's like, I called my friend, don't talk yoga with me right now. Can we just have like a, a conversation, like a real conversation for a second? Let me just like say whatever's on my mind and what I want to say. It's okay to have those moments. I have them all the, I have them a lot of times. I'm really angry right now. I just need to say what's on my mind and get it off my chest. So then I can be held accountable. Mm-hmm. So then I can show up and be who I want to be. But I, let me tell you something. I don't wake up like this most of the time. <laughs> you know, like I don't wake up like, yay, I love accountability. And yay, I, I love holding people accountable. And yet, no, I don't. Okay. And I often need a reset, a line. Let me get grounded here. Hold on. You know, I have mornings where I wake up and I'm angry and I'm pissed off. You know, and I'm mad at the world and I'm mad at what's happening. And um, I don't want to inspire, you know, I actually want to pull the covers over my head and say, <laughs> actually, I don't want to go to work today in the next room. Like I, <laughs> I do you know what I mean? It's, um, I have room. that. And <laughs> what it's okay you if you have room? that, but then have people in your life that can pull you out of it. Don't have mm-hmm. people that suck you in deeper because mm-hmm. some people, you have to be careful and watch out for this. Mm-hmm. If you have people in your life that don't want to be held accountable, they're going to suck you in deeper, right? They, cause they're like, oh, okay, she's off. Like she's in a black hole right now. Let me push her in deeper because then when oh. she's out of the hole, she's going to hold me accountable. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean, they're sneaky that way. It's like, wait, I don't want to be held accountable. So let me just not hold her accountable. Be careful. That's and, true. Um, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so you need people that are going to pull you out of it. Or like, Hey, okay, what do you need? How long do you need right here to, work through what you're working through. Mm. And then what is it? Five minutes. Yeah. You just need to vent for five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Then I'm going to hold you to account. Then yeah. we're going to work to the possibility here yeah. of, you know, who you want to be or the solution. Yeah. And, um, I want people in my life that are like that yeah. and that are going to do it with like, yeah, not judging me. Yeah. And that love me. And that it's true. like the trainer, right? Like if you have a trainer that like trying to wake you up and like that trainer is having a day, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything. Like, like maybe he'll, he'll leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, exa- it's exactly like that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. But it's all so, in who you surround yourself with and um, pick them wisely is what I'll say. Yeah pick them wisely. And it doesn't mean that you can't interact with other people, right? I know who's my accountability circle. I know who that those people are, whether there's, you know, three to five people that those are my people when I need to be held to account, no matter if I'm interacting with them on a daily basis or not, I just know that they're like, they got my back and they're looking out for me. And then and people who don't hold me to account, I still love them and I still have them over for dinner and I still want to travel with them and I still want to hang out with them. But I, I just know they're not my account accountability people. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what about in your community? Like there, cause I, I think a lot of people like right now, I shouldn't use the word tribe, but 
like that's kind of like a buzzword, right? Like everybody wants to build a tribe or everybody wants to build their community. And like, mm -hmm. it's like this whole us versus them, this whole, like, you know, cause it, it becomes a little clickish, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, like this is my group, right? So how, like, how, yeah, what would you say to people like that? Like, is that, that's one way to build a community, right? By creating mm -hmm. this kind of earth, us versus them mentality. When you say us versus them, are you referring to like my community versus your community? Yeah. Like, mm. for example, people, people yeah, no who way. do CrossFit might be like, you know, like, oh, that, you know, runners are like, those are the, those are those people. We're like CrossFitters, right? <laughs> or like, do that. I mean, <laughs> I, lo I actually love what you're saying, Sun, and it's so important. And what I want to do is I want to put myself in multiple communities. And so I, you know, I've spent the last eight or so years traveling. And so when I came back to Toronto in March, I was like, whoa, I, I feel like a girl in a brand new city. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I know anyone here right now. And so I joined a run club. And if you know what listening to this or watching this and you know me, I actually don't run. I, that's never been like, anytime everyone's like, let's go for a run. I'm like, no. I don't want to do that, but I put myself in another community because I truly feel like there's something for me to learn there. And I didn't, hold on a second. I didn't put myself in the community to try to get those people to become members of my platform. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I put myself in a community to see what can I, what could I learn? How can I contribute to this community? What could I, there's amazing people out in the world and there's amazing people that exist outside of your community. And so go join as many communities as possible. I mean, my friend and Paige, Africa Yoga Project, I will mm -hmm. always be a part of that community. And I think there's a way for us to partner together. I mean, I'll always stand for Paige. I'll like for her sweat serve share challenge. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to be a team lead and be a part of your community and create a community of people who want to be on my team to support her community. Like I said, Power Yoga Canada, I don't think that because I'm no longer teaching there that it has to be your community, their community yeah. versus my community. Yeah. No way. I think there's a way for us to coexist together and to mm. partner and support each other and cheer it cheer each other on you know i think yeah. about all my friends who have online communities wait a second i want to be a part of it i want to actually be a part of your community yeah. and there's something so beautiful that gets created through that versus the mentality which is normal for a lot of people of like wait a second if you're in that community you can't be in my mm -hmm. community yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, if you join that community maybe that means like my my community's in danger there's like a threat yeah, okay. yeah. like like oh mine is better than that community or like yeah, no yeah how can you coexist together yeah to support each other and to yeah cheer each other on and how can you actually be it be a part of each other's community i mean that's what that's my goal really and yeah. how i'm committed to growing my community is be a part of other people, other people's community. There's something to learn. And truly support them too. Yes. And do it authentically. I'm not talking of like, oh yeah, I'm here because like yeah. I safe face or to make me look good in the public or make me look good to my community. No, I'm actually here because son, I love you. Like I'm on this podcast because I actually <laughs> truly love you. I mean, really. And um, it's oh. not to like put my voice out in the world. It's like, wait a second. How, and I said that to you, how, what can I do? How can I support you? What can I be a part of? 
because I truly love and adore you. And I'm only successful once you're successful. You know, like Mm. I'm only, if I, I truly, like, I feel like I, I've accomplished what I want to accomplish. And I feel like I'm truly fulfilled when the people around me in my life are successful Mm -hmm. and are like killing it. And um, yeah, that's why it makes me so happy. Like when we, you're like, even like your followers on Instagram, remember (laughs) like when you first started to like now where you are, I'm like, holy, you're crushing it. And if there's any way that I can contribute and be a part of your community, hello, there's not too many people I would wake up for at 8.30 a.m. on a Sunday to have a podcast with, okay? <laughs> Thank you. But, um, but that's just, that's just kind of how I roll, is be a part of yeah. each other's community, support each and other. And that's why, like, I always want to help you, too, because I know that's how, that's how you are. I know that you're always there for me. Because there are some people that are always, like, you know, do something for me, but I can see that there's an agenda or that I can see that they're they're doing this so that they can get this right and what's in it for me yeah Mm -hmm. i can always feel it but and what you said is so important like i i feel like we're living in i mean i'm I'm sure it's always been like that but by supporting your what people think is a competitor is actually like if you're a yoga studio and you're supporting another yoga studio how like you were talking about with power power yoga because like technically they can be your competitor if you think of it that way but if you think of them as a partner you know like if you think of Paige as a partner that's how all everybody can grow right yeah and that's how all of our clients have grown and what i see right now is a lot of people thinking like uh if if that course is if that course that they're, they're teaching same thing i'm teaching is successful that means I'm not as, they're constantly comparing themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Which is so toxic. I feel like. Toxic. What, it's, yeah. And it's going to fracture your community. There will be yeah. a fracture. Mm-hmm. It's, um. what was I just going to say? Oh, I know what I wanted to say is it's a mindset shift, but to know that there's room for everyone to be successful. Everyone, no matter how many shoe stores open up on a street, there's room for everyone to be successful. No matter how many online yoga studios there are or online classes, no matter whatever business there is, there's that, I come from the mentality of abundance. Now there's room for everyone to be successful. And so, yeah, most people come from this scarcity, right? Well, I can only be successful or you can only be successful. Oh my God, you're playing such a small game that way. Yeah. <laughs> Limiting. But what if I think we... it comes from like your childhood though. Cause I, sure. I grew up like my parents always telling me like, no, we can't afford that. Right. We can't, no, we can't afford to buy that. We can't afford Xbox. And yeah. like, I think that kind of makes us like that, but you're absolutely right. Like there's three Mexican restaurants on my block and they all do well. <laughs> like, yeah. Right. And that's where it just comes back to believing in what you offer and why am I doing this to inspire? Why am I doing this? Cause I truly believe it's going to make a difference. I'm not doing it for the money's not driving me. If I come from money driven, well then, yeah, I'm going to have it that there's actually not room for everyone to be successful because mm-hmm. success looks like X amount of dollars, in my bank account. Mm-hmm. And if son, you're opening up a studio and I'm opening up a studio, well, that means there's like a threat there for me then. Mm. Oh, wait, that's not why I'm opening up a studio. That's not why I'm teaching online. I'm teaching online because I truly believe in what I 
have to put out in the world and the different that the difference that it's going to make for people. Mm-hmm. And so that, for, others, for the service to others, like you're. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and so just, yeah, and it's again, it's normal to be threatened, right? Like, Oh no, you know, <laughs> but then what's, what's exciting to, I always love that feeling when I get that feeling in me, I'm like, Oh no, you know, I, I listen, I have that. Of course I do. And then it's like, wait a second, stop, believe in what you have to do. And then though, it also invites us to like up our game a bit, you know, Mm -hmm. to actually be like the the shoe store, the Mexican restaurant, who's going to like, how can I (laughs) deliver my food or sorry, serve my food and make my food the best that actually people may not want to go anywhere else. You know, like what I have to offer is literally my heart and soul, giving it everything I have. And um, yeah, so it requires us to up our game. And, you know, one thing I actually love love about my membership and why it's so affordable, you know, is accessibility is really important to me. So in a community, um, yeah, there's something about accessibility that that's just important to me. And it always has been. And so one of the reasons why you know, that I really love that $12 price point is because I actually wanted people to still be members at their yoga studio, still still be a part of Power Yoga Canada, still pay them, please, and be a part of mine. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to ever feel like they have to choose, Mm -hmm. choose between me and them. Or like, if I go there, I don't, if I take their Sunday class, I don't want you to know, oh my gosh, take their Sunday class and promote it and actually tell me about it. I actually want to know about it. Yeah. And, um, and so community, yeah, let le- not, my commitment is to not have to make people choose. Yeah. I only can be a part of you. And I've been in a lot of situations like that, yeah. you know, where my back has kind of been up against yeah. the wall of like, wait, if you're a part of this community, you can't be a part of this community. Yeah. If you're do that. And it's, it's a terrible feeling. It really yeah. is. I hate having to choose yeah. and like disappointing one and to, Mm-mm. I don't like that. Why can't, why can't? That's like such a healthy competition. Cause like when you are supporting everyone, you want everybody to do well, yeah. but you still want to, you still want to provide the best food <laughs> or the best experience. That's like such a healthy competition, right? Like of instead of like trying to put them down so that you can do well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't make other people feel less or look less or don't don't cut other people up so you can be better, be bigger. It actually takes you worse in the opposite direction. Um, But yeah, accessibility and yeah. Yeah. I love, I love, actually love this conversation. Having people be a part of multiple communities. I want that. Go do that. You're passionate about that. Go do that. You love that teacher over there. Please go practice. (laughs) I just have one last kind of topic that we could cover and then we can uh, jump off. So a lot of people starting new communities. Mm. I think a lot what what I see is they start a community and all the things that you just talked about, right? Like being up service of people, like making about them and all of that. When I, I was telling you, when I went to Baptiste, I totally felt that, right? Everybody felt like I can feel that all the facilitators there, all the team members there were there for me. Mm. You know what I mean? But when I see a lot of like communities being built right now, especially if they're like a personal brand, right? Cause they're trying to build up their brand. 
a lot of them like make it about themselves. A lot of them make it about, oh, I have to tell my story. I have to do this. I have to do, you know, I have to, you know, I have to, they're here to see me or something like that. So what would you say, what are some advice that you can give to people that are starting to build their own community? Um, yeah, like what are some just general advice that you would give to, uh, to the, to the new, the 16 year old you? <laughs> what advice would I give? One person at a time. One person mm -hmm. at a time, right? Put your attention on inspiring and whatever it is that you're offering, one person at a time. Get to know them. Know their name. You know, call them by their name. Mm -hmm. Write a thank you email. Like one thing that I do that's important to me is when people take my class and I, I write people and I just say, thank you. Thank you for coming. I know there's like a wide so many yoga classes out there in the world right now. And I'm truly thankful that you chose mine because I just am. And I, um, so get to know your people, you know, thank them. Where are they from? What's most important to them? And it literally is one person at a time. And that's how I feel like I make my greatest impact is through that one person. This one person has a great experience with me, feels seen, feels acknowledged, you know, feels appreciated, whatever it may be, but then they're going to go off and tell another person. And, um, I love that. I, that's really important to me in building a community is just start with one person at a time that I would say is my biggest advice. And then my second advice is, um, what would it be? Hmm. <coughs> Regarding that one person thing, I yeah. I feel like what when when they do that, right? When somebody does, because I can feel the difference between when I go to a community where people are really I feel seen or heard, mm -hmm. versus I go to a community where I can see that like this person is just there to talk and that's it, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I think, from my experience, is I I talk to a lot of people one on one too, whether like on Zoom calls or DMs or whatever it is. And when I do that, it gives me a check, like a reminder that, oh, this is, a, these are actual human beings that I'm impacting yeah. right now. It's not that I'm just creating content, posting it, and then, you know, all these thousands of people see it. And because when you keep doing that, you get numb to the fact that there are actual human beings out there that are like listening to you, right? And you, mm -hmm. you start being disconnected. But when you talk to one of them one by one and you're trying to help them, your intention, I think, almost changes mm -hmm. because every time you create content, every time you do something, every time you deliver a class, you're constantly reminded that these are human beings. And you, I sometimes I even like see them in my head, like I picture talking to them in my head. Or yeah, there's something else. There's a couple things that I find is really important: is this accessibility of yourself. You know, mm -hmm. make yourself accessible. I always tell people if you need something reach out to me. If something's not working, like I write in my, on the dashboard, if you have feedback or concerns, write me, here's where to find me, you know, send me a message on Instagram, 
email me, but there's something about having people feel like they can come to you. Mm -hmm. That is um, really important in building community versus like, here's this person and I can never reach them or I can never tell them, you know, no, like actually I want to know if you are taking my class and something doesn't work for you. I want to know when people cancel my membership, if they, I'm going to email them and actually say like, Hey, I saw you canceled. I wanted to check in, you know, what, what's up or what, you know, however it is that I would ask, but I actually want to know, you know, what's not working for people, what people didn't like about it or so that I can up my game, you know, so that like I can close that gap and stop other members that just say potential members from, um, canceling. But I actually love that it's this accessibility that's really important to me that people feel like they can if i want to reach you i can like there's there's no yeah yeah you don't need to be in my circle of friends to reach out to me i don't i'm and the what ties into it is this willingness to take feedback from people Mm, you know to be like huh okay let me consider that for a second let me consider what this person's saying because it's knowing that they're what anyone has to offer is like, um, it's, 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 there's something in it. There's gold in it. Listen to it. What is this person saying? You know, not like, Oh, well, you're not in my accountability circle. You're not in my circle of friends. I'm not going to listen to your feedback or like, what do you know about yoga? But knowing that like, wow, everyone is saying something important. Let me just listen to what people have to say to me. And so that's something else that's really important in building communities. The willingness. It's the opposite of what everyone else is saying. Like, at least in my community, people hire virtual assistants, people automate stuff. Like, people put on these barriers of filters so that they can't get, because they, they want to, yeah. they, they, they see it as distraction, right? Like, yeah. oh, I, I need, I don't have time to do all of that. How would you scale that out? Like, as you, like once you get, once you get to a point where it's like, you possibly cannot answer everyone. You know, son, I, I don't know because I'm not there. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not there yet. And when, you know, one thing is I don't want to pre-plan for that because then it won't be like real for me when I get there and that happens to me, then it's only then where I can say, okay, how, what could I do now that you know, to still have myself accessible. So I actually, I actually don't know that answer. Um, but I I also think it's, it takes a long freaking time before you get there. Like a lot of people are worrying about this right now where, where that's not even a problem yet, but I get, I get like 200 DMS a day. Every post I post, I get like 200 comments and I reply to every single one of them. And I have a full-time business to run too, and I can do it. That yeah. like you won't get there for a long time. <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree with you. And that's probably also why I don't have an answer. I remember on my birthday, I put out this, um, really like heartfelt raw and real post. And, um, I responded to every single person I know. <laughs> that wrote me either happy birthday or that wrote on this post. I'm t- between Facebook and Instagram and texting. I mean, way over a thousand, way over a thousand people and messages. And you DM actually- them. Like you didn't just reply to the comment. You actually, no. DM'd I DM'd every single person and it took me a couple days of li- and people would be like, why are you doing that? People it's just like, pe- 
No, because that's important to me. Because this person took time out of their day to wish me happy birthday. To even if it just said happy birthday, they, you know, and it wasn't some like big, huge text that they wrote me or message they wrote me. But they still took that thirty seconds or one minute. They still thought about me. They still took the time to write me happy birthday. So of course, of course, I'm going to write them back and say, thank you. Like, thank you for thinking of me or thank you for this beautiful message. And, um, and so I would say is if it's, and if it's a priority to you, no matter how many people write you, you'll make time for it. You'll figure it out. And you're not going to think of it as thousands. Yeah, you won't think of it as like, oh, it's this chore that I have to automate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because like, I actually want to reply to these people, right? Yeah. And it's also, it's not, I'll say this, and I feel confident in saying this, it's actually not even a copy and paste of like, copy, paste, copy, paste, you know, to every single person. It is actually of, okay, hey, son wrote me. What, what can I write to son? Or like, hey, what did this person, let me write this person. And then wait, I know this person just had a baby. So I'm actually going to say congratulations on becoming a mom or becoming a parent. Or like, hey, I saw you also just open up a studio. Congratulations. Or, you know, whatever it is, you know, that's happening in their life. I'm, I'm going to include that in there. But um, it's l- little things that aren't so little like that, that go such a long way. And I think that's one of the reasons, or that's one thing that's really helped me and, um, or given me success in growing community. Yeah, I can totally see that. Like, I don't know if you've always been like that, or this is something that you've kind of, you know, learned over the years, but mm-hmm. I can totally see that you, you just make it, ev- you make everything about others. Yeah. And I can totally like, when I see people where they're building a community, but it's really like me, 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 <laughs> like look at me versus I'm building a community and then you're truly for others. Like people can see, feel that difference. And yeah, you know, I, that's one of the things that like super inspired me about you from the moment that we met and like the more I got to know you, mm. you know, I just like, you know, I love you, Leandra. <laughs> thank you I love you too I could have a love fest with you but um you know it's great what you're saying it's not about me and it's actually not about you and if you want to build a thriving community you have to get that it's actually not about you and gotta get yourself in the way I'm not gonna be nice to you son because it makes (laughs) you look better you know it it's gonna do well for my business it's gonna get me another member it's you know oh I'm going to be nice to you, son, because I actually love and adore you. And I'm going to ask, nothing is worth, this is what I can't stand. You know, have you ever had the experience of like, hey, how are you? And then the person's like gone. You're like, wait a second. Like they don't wait for your answer. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even wait for your answer. No. Okay. Ask a question and actually care to hear the answer. Care to actually hear, wait, how are you? How are you doing? and actually care to listen and don't just ask the question or say things because, well, yeah, you're just supposed to say that. Of course I'm, yeah, yeah. hey, how are you? Cause it's something that I'm supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't do that. They get surprised when I actually answer them. They're like, oh, <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. actually expecting an answer. <laughs> yeah, you know, something that is important to me when I work with people is that I 
create time for that. You know, I've been in the experience of stepping into a meeting or jumping on a call with someone and it's like, okay, let's just get to work and do this. It's like, wait a second. Can we just pause and take five minutes, two minutes to just see how you are, to say hello, to see what needs to be said? Because I truly actually care about how you're doing and what's up with you. What's, what's exciting? What's going on in your life? You know, because then I can say, well, wait, how can I be a part of that? How can I support you? How can I contribute? But if I just get right into the work, I mean, it, um, building oh, relationships so... is, and again, it happens in the one-on-one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really important to me in building relationships, actually know how my people are, know how people yeah. are. I, and, I, and asking a question and caring to hear the answer. That's so cool because I used to be that person that where I'll go into a meeting and like jump right in, right? Like I'm like, all right, no, let's cut the bush, let's let's cut the chit chat, let's cut the small tech, just jump right in. Like that's a waste of time. But the way, and the reason why is because usually those small talks are very meaningless. They're just very f- superficial, like surface level. Mm-hmm. I like they they ask fast certain questions, and I know it, I can clearly tell they don't care, right? Mm-hmm. That's why I skip them. But what you're saying is, you know, don't just jump right in and don't just small talk, like actually connect and actually care. Yeah. If you don't care to hear how they are, that's fine. But ask them a question that you care to hear about, you know, that like you, and it's in those questions. It's in that five minutes, which this is going to lead me into something else that creates relatability. You know, that creates that we're on the same page, that creates accessibility, which is important. And what I talked about before, how people feel like they can talk to you, they can approach you. And it's, it's that creates the relatability that feels like, oh, you know, and there's a, a trust that gets established there, you know, by us connecting. And then it's like, wait, you told me it's your birthday. And then the next time I'm going to talk to you, I'm actually going to ask you, how was your birthday party? Or what's that? How did that move go for you, son? Or how's your new place with that like yeah. wicked view? That you always you do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like, wait a sec. It shows then that you care. Yeah. yeah, it shows that I care. And then a relationship is starting to get built. And there's like a trust that's starting to get established here. And then when you have relatability and when you have this relationship and you have trust, oh my gosh. I mean, literally you can create anything together if that's there. But if trust and relatability isn't there, ooh, it's, um, I haven't been able to been in a, create anything extraordinary with someone with relatability and trust missing. And it, so it can happen inside of five minutes. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, wait, let's yeah. just pause and- No, that, I think yeah. that's one of those little things about you that really makes me feel seen and heard is every time, like every time you say something like really quick that I'm like, Oh shit, she remember that? Like that and that makes me feel so special, right? Cuz like mm-hmm. 99 out of 100 times people don't remember that. Mm-hmm. You know? And you. Yeah. yeah, that's important to me. I want people to feel seen and heard and special around me and um yeah, I it that's just you remember that... it cuz you truly care. Yeah, I, I, I think you probably remember it because you're actually caring, not just Oh, I'm going to remember this. So I'm going to tell it to him next time. <laughs> yeah, I write it down. I actually yeah. don't write it down. I just, I remember because I Because some people do it. that. It's yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember, yeah, like you said, cause I actually care because I, I, it's important to me. What's, what's important to you is I want to 
support you in it. I actually, yeah, want to care and know what, what's happening in your life. Tell me. Um, <laughs> I love that. And that's, yeah, I love that. Mm. I know you got to go prepare for your class. Uh, uh, this was so fun. I, I mean, I wanted to do this because I, I, like, my audience needs to really learn how to build community. I feel like that's one huge missing link. Mm. And I thought you were the best person to mm. talk to. Thank so, you. You know what I just offer is don't sit and wait and try to figure out how to build community. You know, don't sit at home be like, okay, well, how do I do that? Okay, let me give you some gold. Just go do it. Just go try. Get get in there. Get your, Roll up your sleeves. Get your hands dirty. And you'll start to see, okay, no, this isn't working for me. Oh, wait, this is working for me. Let me do more of that. And then, oh, no, okay, now it's not, you know. But the only way to truly figure out how to build community is by doing it. And then looking at your results. Okay. Yeah. Is that where I want to be? Is that the community that I want to create is whatever it is looking, keep looking at that and then changing and stopping and starting and restarting and adapting and taking feedback and being held account and enrolling other people and really inviting other people into it. And, um, yeah, but you're not, at least it doesn't work for me to sit there and like journal on, okay, step one, I'm going to do this. No, just go do yeah. it. Like if I think about, <laughs> I, had no, it. <laughs> I had no idea how to create an online community. I knew, I know that if you put me in a yoga studio, you put me anywhere in person, watch out. I'm creating community uh-huh. fast. Okay. Uh-huh. Cause I know how to do that. Uh-huh. And to teach online. I remember when power yoga Canada started teaching Instagram lives and everyone's like, you should teach Instagram live. I'm like, no, I'm not going to teach Instagram live because that's, it's just me. That makes it about me and why I teach yoga and why I do what I do is because of community. And so I'm mm-hmm. only going to teach if I can teach on a platform where I can see people mm-hmm. and I, and then I can figure, I have no, I, but I don't know how I'm going to do that. I have no idea how I'm going to create community and teach yoga online. I've never done that in my life. And I thought to myself, you know what? I called Pauline and Kinley and I said, this this Sunday, we're doing it. And I'm going to be the first teacher. Mm. And then I figured it out. And if you look at my first Sunday teaching back in March or April, whenever that mm. was to my classes now, it's like two different teachers teaching, mm. but it's mm. taken from March until now for me to figure it out. And every Sunday I discover something new about it. Mm. Oh, I, maybe I can do this. Let me try that. Let me try this on. Okay, no, that didn't work. Never do that one again, Leandra. Okay, here, this worked. Okay, do more of that next week and see what happens or try this on. But there's like this malleability that's really important. Mm. And the only way I'm figuring it out is by doing it. And you've mm. got to have that willingness of like, be okay to fail. And I, if, if it mm. goes south, it goes south. And it doesn't mean that I can't try again, try mm. again and just keep trying, just keep trying. I know that my goal is to build a thriving online global community mm. and I'm not going to stop. I, I yeah. won't, I'm going to be, I am not going to stop until that happens. And, <laughs> um, and yeah, some months may be better than others and some classes may be better than others, but the only way I'm going to figure out is by doing I love it. So for everyone that wants to, cause Leandra has like literally the best classes, everyone that I know like raves about it. 
Um, so anyone that wants to take your class and kind of experience for themselves, mm -hmm. um, where can they find you? Where can they register? Well, you can find me either on Instagram, Leandria Antinuti, write me, DM me, ask me questions, really any, just get in touch with bit. me, or you can check out my website at leandraantinuti.com and um, you're invited. Whether you like yoga, you don't like yoga, no matter your level of experience or just know that you're invited yeah. and I'd love to have you. Yeah. So if anybody haven't done yoga before, definitely still check it out. <laughs> yes. You know, because it's um, more than just yoga. It's not, yeah. I'll tell you this. Yes. Do we do physical postures and move our body in a particular way? Absolutely. But that's not why I teach yoga. I teach yoga because of what it's contributed to my life, like the life lessons, how it's made me a better person, how it shifted my mindset. And um, that in itself, I mean, there's value, especially in Sunday class, there's value in it for anyone, the yogis and the non-yogis. And I'm actually most interested and most excited about the non-yogis. Um, <laughs> I know that there's like by no means trying to convert you to be a yogi. Oh. It's just about like every day, every day that I teach, I have a different theme. You know, today's theme is taking a powerful seat in your life versus sitting down on yourself. And yes, we're going to create that in the physical body, right? On the mat, sweating and moving and breathing. We're going to create that on as we move through these sequence of poses. But what's actually the bigger conversation is where in your life are you taking a powerful yeah. or sitting down on yourself? Yeah. And that, no matter if you're a runner, if you're a CEO, if you're a stay-at-home parent, if you're in college, you know, no matter what you do, there's something for us all to gain and look at inside of that question right there. Yeah. I mean, like I can tell you, tell you guys from like firsthand, I, cause that was me, right? Like, oh, I'm not going to do yoga. Mm -hmm. And then like, it's completely changed my life. Like it's, you know, I think the biggest aha moments, like it's way more than yoga. Cause the biggest aha moments of, about my life has come mm -hmm. on the yoga mat. So it's definitely check out. I'm going to put the link for your Instagram and your website. Um, and I'll just say and, this. If now is not the time, know that that's okay, right? I, <laughs> I still want to engage with you. You're still welcome, right? Know that like if you're listening and you're like, oh yeah, you know, yoga is not for me. You can still be a part of whatever it is that I'm creating in a way that works for you. Yeah, period. I love it. <laughs> and son, I just truly love and adore you and I'm inspired by you and I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud to be your friend. and um. Yeah, just thank you for really everyone listening. I would not be where I am without this man sitting in front of me. I mean, maybe, oh. <laughs> but maybe not as good. I'll say that. Um, and you're just someone that I look up to and trust and inspired to be. And um, just so proud of you, son. Same here. I just always love talking to you. And, you know, I just love you, Leandra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything you need, you know where to find me. Yep. Thank you so much for talking to me so early in the morning. Um, I hope you have an amazing class. Thank you. And we'll talk soon. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye.